You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. Yo, what's happening? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports, man. It's your boy, Big Woo. About to talk about some of these playoffs, man. We want to thank everybody listening live BigWooRadio.com Everybody download the Big Woo Radio app In the Google Play Store Appreciate that All of our iPhone people That search us out on their podcast app On their iPhone We definitely appreciate you as well uh, To get in on the program uh, If you want to talk about something 704-489-3316 Or 704-489-3316 We got the playoffs, man We got the playoffs And we got, you know A crazy, crazy game going on with the Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's been a wild one, man, as we bring in the crew, man. We got my man James J.T. Thompson and Adana Donnie Martin in the building. What's happening, fellas? What's up, Wolf? Like y'all said, man, enjoying this crazy day of football and weekend period. Been some crazy games all weekend, so yeah, just kicking back enjoying it. Absolutely. Um, the, um, uh, the Minnesota Vikings laid an egg against the San Francisco 49ers and lost 27-10 to as they go home. And the Baltimore Ravens, surprise, surprise, surprise. Or is it? Is it really a surprise? This Tennessee Titans have been balling out for the past, you know, six, seven, eight weeks of the season, the regular season, and just came in with a vengeance into, into the playoffs, man, beating Baltimore 28-12. to And, uh, of course, you got the Kansas City Chiefs right now uh, holding on uh, the lead to the Houston Texans after being down. I mean, what a first half of the game. I mean, but the score now, Kansas City 48, Houston 31, and I'm sure that will change shortly the way these uh, – this, this they, Kansas City Chiefs playing like they might get to 100. I don't know, man. They they balling out of control. Uh, but uh, fell, fell behind early, man. I think it was 20. They got uh, behind as much as 21 nothing um, on my drive home. On my drive home from work, the score was 24-7. to 7. By the time I got home, which was like maybe a 20-minute drive uh, by, from the time I heard the score, uh, and got home, turned the TV on, it was 24-21, and Kansas City was driving. I was like, what is going on? Uh, but we'll talk, about, <laughs> we'll talk about the playoffs and upcoming games with the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. Who knows what's going to happen in that game? A game at Lambeau in the snow, cold as hell. It's going to be uh, a fun game to watch, I do believe, if nothing else, because uh, this Kansas City Chiefs and Texans game has really been fun. Uh, right quick, we want to shout out our sponsors and supporters, man. We thank uh, Wood Forest National Bank, Men's Warehouse, 24K Rise, TCB 5400 Club at 5400 Nevin Road in Charlotte, uh, Warren Publishing, Clover Parks and Recreations, Winthrop University, Porter Decals, the Hydro Self Association of America. Please go to nomorebrainsurgeries.org. Primetime players basketball coach Chris Thomas, Connect Group, Mr. Kevin Glover, New Soul Music, uh, Mr. Dark Eye, Black Toby Society, some guy named Jay Spring Hill Credit Solutions, GreatSheepDigital.com, Below the Deck, Mr. Nick False, Enterprise Management, Tony Nicole, SMG, Mr. J Locke, Bianca, Hats Off to You Couture, and um, All About Us Radio. 
Man, well, let's get into it, man. JT, um, let's start with you, man. What what uh, what is your take on this uh, game today, or well, actually the playoffs in general? And um, is it holding up to you know what you expected of this this year's playoffs with with the New England Patriots being out uh, early? Uh, all the the questions surrounding Tom Brady about will he stay with New England? Will he go and play somewhere else? Um, uh, we'll probably talk about that a little later on too. And, um, you know, the the Baltimore Ravens being upset by the Tennessee Titans and Lamar Jackson just not having his best game, uh, which we'll talk about that as well. So uh, just first and foremost, JT, is the the playoffs living living up to your expectations this year? Man, before we even get to the playoffs, man, shout out and just kudos to um, your granddaughter, man, for doing her thing, man. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, getting that first place and just doing, you know, doing what you said she was going to do. That was just spectacular, man. Shout out, man. A big shout out to her for that. Yeah, yeah, man. Appreciate that. Shout out Tay Tay, man. Uh, first overall in her uh, competition up in Asheville. Uh, she's got first overall in her um, her division. That's cool. It was really cool. Thanks, JT. Yeah, the part, as far as the playoffs, man, um, they are living up to expectations because I'll say this. I expected some. Um, some upsets and um, they've happened. I was not surprised about what happened yesterday to Baltimore, and we'll get into that a little bit later. I don't miss um, New England being in the playoffs, but uh, I'll speak later on in my commentary as to how they are still a part um, of the playoff scenario. Hmm. Um, but I will say this Kansas City has showed us something um, this afternoon just by how quickly they got a fast break. Offense, they look like Golden State from three years ago. Yeah. I mean, they went on seven straight touchdown drives and actually has set an NFL record. Um, uh, the only other team to do that was the 2000, 2007 Brett Favre led Green Bay Packers, was the only other team to score seven straight touchdown drives. So they're putting on the show, and um, they've just overwhelmed that um, Houston Texas defense. Mm. But you know, to you know, I'm 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 good, man, with um the playoff action so far. And I think the teams that are getting in rhythm, uh you know, the Tennessee Titans are showing us if you getting into a rhythm in the playoffs mm. and you stick to what you know, the formula of what's got you there, you're gonna be highly successful. So so far so good for me, man. And um I'm gonna say, you know, uh you know, I'm looking for Seattle to get the win tonight against Green Bay as well. So I don't yeah. think it even disappoints. So, man, if you a football fan this weekend, you know what I'm saying, you've been in football heaven. And this ain't even the end of it because yeah. we got a national championship game tomorrow night. This is going to be like an NFL game. Absolutely. We had to talk about that as well. Uh, but, uh, Donnie, let me get you, let me get your thoughts on what – is this living up to your expectations of the playoffs? I mean, uh, with the, of course, we don't have any dogs in a fight with Cowboys, not in their Panthers, not there. The Jets, of course, is not there. But um, – you know, as a football fan, what what are you thinking about these playoff games? I mean, today for me, just kind of, I mean, it was it was kind of mundane, you know, kind of, you know, the same old same. But then this game happened today, and I was like, wow. Uh, so, where where you where are you at in your mind, and what you were expecting of the playoffs this year? Um, I'm I'm delighted with the playoffs so far. Like you said, um, no dog in the fight. I'm a fan of football, and it's been some great football. And even though it's, you know, 
couple of games are getting out of hand. Like, this is a 20-point game. We're looking at right here. Uh, this is still a good game. It was very entertaining. Kansas City had to put in some work to come back. Even after they came back, you know, Houston still had several chances. So, very entertaining game. Um, and, and, and all playoffs long have been entertaining to me, in my opinion, going all the way back even to that early first round. Um, on the playoffs. So for me to see New England get put out mm. by the Tennessee Titans, you know, that was that was thrilling right there. We had a couple of good games. The Saints <laughs> getting eliminated at, in, the, in the fashion that they did. So it was a whole lot of um, good action so far in the playoffs. But the Tennessee Titans right now have been the shock of the playoffs to me. Yes, they were on mm. a good streak, and, and, and you knew that. But I don't think anybody was expecting to see Tennessee, Tennessee in the AFC championship game. Even once the playoffs started and you knew they were in the playoffs, I don't think we would have called them in the um, in the AFC championship game. And I'm excited to see that matchup next week against them, and I'm assuming Kansas City because I think this one's about over. And can their defense hold up and slow down Kansas City, who, as we see, has already put up 51 tonight, but at the same time keep Derrick Henry on the streak that he's been on with two consecutive almost 200-yard games in the playoffs. Yeah. So – Tennessee, man, um, shocked the heck out of me this playoff run. I'll be honest, I don't think I even expected them to beat New England. But to beat New England and then to follow it up with a, a win over the smoking hot Ravens team that nobody can slow down all year long, um, yeah. I'm real excited to see what they're going to do next week against Kansas City. Uh, yeah, that's uh, if they slow Kansas City down, man, I, you know you got to go and give them the trophy. I mean, who who gonna who, who gonna stop them? I mean, who's going to if they can stop teams like Baltimore, uh, who's got you know, a young young quarterback? You beat Baltimore without even throwing for a hundred yards yourself. <laughs> that comes down to prime time coaching and a, and a and a severe an extreme game plan that you stuck to. Yeah. And, and if you rewind the week before. Mike Vrabel beat Bill Belichick at his own game. You know, great coaching, and he used every bit of the rules that he could when he ran an extra minute of some change off of that game clock just by taking a penalty at the end of the game. I mean, that's Bill Belichickian right there. And use every part of the game. It may not be uh, a fan favorite move. It may not be, you know, people going to talk about you after the game and how bad you bent the rules. But the fact is, it's part of the game, and it helps you get that win. And yeah. that's what impresses me about Tennessee. They're doing what they got to do to get the W. Absolutely. So I want to see them match with Kansas City and see if they can slow these boys down. Whew, that's a lot. That's a that's a tall order right there. But if they do it. I, I got to give them the trophy. Seven zero four four eight nine three three one six. We're talking about the playoffs and what what are your thoughts on what's going on so far in these uh, first uh, two weeks of, of playoff rounds? The first two rounds of the playoffs. Uh, it's been exciting, especially today. Uh, we got uh, uh, Pastor Fight on the line. Come on in, Pastor. How you doing, bro? Hey, I'm well. How about yourself? Good man, you know it's always good to hear from you, man. I like to get your opinion, your thoughts uh, of uh, this this uh, year's playoffs and and what's been going down and how you feel about it. And and uh, I'm glad you're online because I want to talk about the Carolina Panthers and the new coach and all that stuff as well. Maybe yeah. after the break, but uh, right now, what are your thoughts on the playoffs, uh, Pastor? Well, right now, you know everything is uh, only thing that's unpredictable is what was been already. Everything has been predictable. The only thing that's been unpredictable is the mere fact that I thought it, I thought the Titans was going to lose to New England, mm. and then New England was going to lose to Baltimore. But uh, I think Baltimore kind of was thrown off by that too, because sure. I think the game plan they had was probably for the <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
exactly exactly uh the the t- i had a i thought the new england could lose to uh the titans especially after they lost to miami then in the back of my mind i was like okay they're, they're not gonna lose back-to-back games so i did uh predict that the new england type uh, new england patriots would would squeak a win out uh just because they had already lost to miami and, you know, it was just not likely that they would lose back-to-back and in the playoffs as well uh, to the Tennessee Titans. Now, if anybody on this planet say they thought the Tennessee Titans was going to be where they are today, you're lying. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it because nobody saw the Titans coming. Um, you know, yeah, they had a nice little run at the end of the season. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill was a, being a good game manager. And Derrick Henry was running the ball well. The defense was playing good. But nobody could thought they was going to beat n- number one. Well, a lot of people thought they could beat New England, especially after New England lost to Miami. But nobody coming into the game against Baltimore thought they had a chance to beat Baltimore. So I don't even want to hear it. You're lying to yourself. And don't you call up here saying that, yeah, man, I knew the Titans were going to win. Even if you was a Titans fan, you know, you ain't think they was going to beat uh, Baltimore Ravens. So I don't even want to hear it. Uh, but uh, yes. There's one person. There's one person. One? His name is Tay Carrington. He's the bass player at Newmont Olive. And I'm going to tell you why. He don't like the Patriots, so he figured he was going to win. And the Minister of Music in Dumont Olivet is a Ravens fan. Yeah. And so they had win against each other that the Titans, his team, was going to beat the Ravens, his Minister of Music team. Oh, and so okay. actually he thought they were going to win both games. So I and Yeah, and I can confirm, the man, I he, came, he came with that Titan T-shirt on the day the church. <laughs> we probably win at the church. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, more power to him because if you're a Titans fan, yeah, I, yeah, I guess you you was you was hopeful. If nothing else, you was definitely hopeful. Uh, but yeah, c- congratulations to the Titans, man. I mean, they just doing it with just sheer will, a running machine, and Derrick Henry. He's a machine. Uh, so. Uh, don't know about everybody making business decisions once they get to once you get to that second level with them uh them <laughs> cornerbacks and they making business decisions <laughs> to make sure they're around for next year because that boy is coming with a head full of steam and uh you get you better get out the way. Uh as we bring in my man Big Les Smith. Come on in, Big Les. How you doing, brother? What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on with you. Yes, 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 yes. Well, just not much, not much, man. We were just uh, uh, talking here, catching the gang. We got yeah. Pastor uh, Jared Fight on the line. We got Adonis Donnie Martin, and of course JT. And I've, I've been asking the fellas, man, um, their thoughts on on the playoffs up up to now. Uh, uh, is it living up to your expectations? Uh, are you enjoying them immensely, uh, or do you wish things were going a little different way? Uh, what are your thoughts, uh, uh, Big Les? Well, one thing I like is, um, you know, we, we might have some new blood in there, and that's what I'm really hoping. Mm, yeah. I think it would be nice to see, you know, maybe if San Francisco get put out, I think it would be a heck of a a heck of a uh, Super Bowl to see some teams that may have never been there before mm. or in a long time. So I, I would like to see that. Um, I think the way Tennessee is playing, I think we talked earlier, man, Henry is a man among boys. And uh, when he stands, like when he stands in the backfield, he look like a lineman. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like when you when you see him in that tailback position, one of the only person that maybe I can think was even that not big, but as tall as he is, 
was Eric Dickerson. Yeah. I don't know yeah. any other back that that's now size wise, he's probably like Earl Campbell, but he but Earl Campbell wasn't as tall. Right. But right. man, Derek yeah. Henry, man, he, he he looks like he looks like he's a he's a high school player playing with third graders. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not man. fair. It's definitely not fair. Yeah. Nah. We, can we can we rewind real fast? Sure. He mentioned, you know, if San Francisco loses, I, if my memory serves me correctly, I think it was you, Big Woo, that said San Francisco won't even win a playoff game. Whoa! I may have said that. I may have said. Oh, that. may have. Oh, okay. I just I just wanted to fact check but, real but, fast. But my focus. You, you said <laughs> but my focus was on next year. I was saying they gonna be eight and eight at best. Whether they go on to win the Super Bowl or lose this next game, whatever they do at the end of this year, uh, they well I didn't know they was gonna have to play the Vikings anyway. The raggedy Vikings. If they had to play somebody with some you know with a, a real team, they would have lost. But the Vikings lucked up and got in there. If there would have been San Francisco, the the 49ers would have lost. But that's neither here nor there. They won a playoff game. Okay, I got I got to eat that one. But my focus was really on next year, how good they're going to be next year. And I think they, you know, without the uh, cushy schedule that they had this year, if they, if they have another cushy schedule, then all that's out the window again. But the cushy schedule, uh, if they don't have a cushy schedule next year like they had this year, uh, we're looking at – Eight and eight, maybe six and eight. I mean, six and ten. So uh, we'll, we'll see what they do next year. But I, I, I see how you calling me out there, uh, Pastor. That's cool though. That's cool. But they, they won't win another game. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But they, they. I don't think they will. Well, I'm a pastor, so that's just what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Uh, but seven zero four four eight nine three three one six. If you want to get in, we'll talk about any uh, of the playoffs that you you've been watching, especially if you if you're you got a dog in a fight if you got a team that's out there still playing uh unlike our our boys the, the fellas here we we none of us got a dog in the fight but we still enjoying the playoffs immensely because we're uh football fans so that's that's just that if y'all don't mind just uh if, if can we switch gears and talk a little bit uh a panther football and the new coach and all that stuff because i don't think we had a chance to to actually chop it up about that and so donnie let me let me start with you um, uh, coach Matt, coach rule. I think it's Matt rule. Coach Matt rule, uh, was just given, I mean, a nice, nice contract. I mean, seven years, 60 million. Who gets that straight from Baylor? You know what I mean? Um, but, um, number one is, is that too much to, to, to put into a coach that you have very little, uh, information about? I mean, as far as he he was in a temple, he turned the program around in two years, and Baylor turned that program around in two years. But we're talking about college, and not even like a major college. It's not like he played for a national championship. Um, and, and for for Tepper to to really want him as bad as he wanted him, and I I really like to know. I don't know if if if, if you know what did he see. In this dude, or does he know him from somewhere? Are they are they uh, high school buddies? Did they grow up together? I mean, what in the world uh, made him give him this kind of money? And how do you feel about that as a Panther fan that that follows this team uh, and, and knows how much uh, the Panthers need uh, to to develop or to you know they need so much. 
um, to, 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 to make a run next year. Uh, what it, not even next year, the next two, three years, four years. Um, what is, what is your thoughts on this, uh, this coaching hire for the Panthers? Woo. All right. Let me get, let me go backwards before I go <laughs> forward and start okay. by saying that, um, I don't necessarily think Ron Rivera was the problem. I do think his time here may have come to an end just because it's been nine, 10 years. And, you know, sometimes your voice gets old in the locker room and you just need to change your pace. But it was not his fault with the, ta- I don't think Carolina Panthers had playoff talent on that roster going into that year, even with a healthy Cam Newton all year long, you know, mm-hmm. maybe could have squeezed into the playoffs if everybody was healthy, but that still, we weren't a championship built roster. I mean, our wide receivers suck. Our O-line ain't that great. You know, Christian McCaffrey's obviously good. Defense is getting a older, a little, a little older step slower. So we weren't that great. So bringing in a new coach, I don't, because I've already heard people saying that they don't expect him to win next year with this roster. I'm like, well, why did we fire Ron Rivera with this roster then? Like, if you, you obviously thought that our roster was underachieving and you should bring in somebody immediately. So, it also I, the the way I feel about him is depends on what is the overall goal of the Carolina Panthers. Are we about to blow this thing up and rebuild, start all over, and then therefore I can probably give him a chance, or are we about to retool in this off season, bring in a couple of weapons and expect him to win immediately? Mm. But I will definitely start with the fact that yeah, I do agree that we I think we overpaid. For, for this coach because, A, you haven't proven anything. Like you said, it's not like we're getting Pete Carroll coming out of USC or we scooping up Nick Saban coming off of this Alabama run where, okay, I understand you you making one of the highest-paid coaches in the league immediately uh, without proving anything other than being an assistant on the NFL roster before. So um, the payment of him, you know, is David Tepper's money. He's a billionaire. He can do what he wants with his money. And he obviously did and don't care what you and I or anybody else thinks about it. That was his decision to make, and he did it. But the other owners, you other billionaires, are, are, are they definitely care because they know you overpaid for this coach and you're setting a new standard uh, of where the coaching is going to have to get paid at. So um, they, they're a little upset about that. They're going to have to come out their pockets a little more because of you. But if you overpaid or underpaid, is yet to be seen. But if he comes out there with this exact same roster next year, that we had this year, I think you have put the same expectations on him that you did Ron Rivera and new NFL coach with zero experience and not necessarily a dominant collegiate performance. I mean, experience. I don't know what the big deal was with signing him. And I do know part of the overpaying and the signing was you were worried about the giants wanting him. So y'all mm. were, you, you had him first too afraid to let him go because you knew he wasn't going to come back. But yeah. That, I don't think that should have been your number one reason. So maybe they know something that I don't know at this moment. I'm not really sold on Matt Rule because I don't know enough about him. Right. But only time will tell with this move on me. And, and, and like I said, where the Carolina Panthers decide to go does play a, um, a big role in how I feel about him over the next couple of years. If it's yeah. a rebuild mode, understood. If not, let's get let's get the boots on the ground and you got to yeah. show me something instantly. Yeah, Pastor Fight, I know you're you're a big Panther fan. I want to I want to go to you on this one as well. Um is was it was it too much too soon? I mean, could could we have took more time to to maybe find a a more seasoned coach or or if you're going to blow it up, then maybe you need to have somebody just fresh and, you know, wet behind the ears and maybe he's a little more innovative than, you know, most coaches out there. And, and so, um, and also I want to ask you about what they, what, what should happen with Cam Newton 
um, to since they're gonna be twenty, he gonna hit the cap for him a, a really hard. Twenty million dollars. I mean, they could save nineteen million dollars if they let him go. Uh, so you bring in this coach. Why not get rid of Cam and just blow it all the way up? Well, there's a couple of things here that that. Wow, I only know where to start. But first, let me, let me say this <laughs> for me. I, I would dare say that the. The hire, I don't have a problem with the hire as long as he hires some assistant with more NFL experience. And that's what mm-hmm. it looks like he's doing. Um, so far, news would have it. Pat Flanner, uh, what's his name? Pat Flannerty, Flannerty mm-hmm. and uh, Kevin Gilbride from the old the Giants oh, okay. uh, are two people that he's, that he's probably bringing on here. Now, Pat Flannerty, again, from uh, his offensive coordinator standpoint, I'm not sold on that because he's a Miami Dolphins. He was a Miami Dolphins, um, I think, offensive lineman um, uh, last year at the same time and was fired uh, because of their horrible offensive line. Oh. And then if you're going to bring back a Cam Newton with a failed offensive lineman coach, <laughs> I don't think that's a good – I don't think that's a good hire. No. So, you know, him coming up from college, and I think most college coaches have good success in the NFL when they hire NFL minds. And so it looks like that's what he's trying to do is hire NFL minds. And as far as the money, I, I make it a rule of myself. I don't talk about another man's pocket. So mm-hmm. if that's what he was able to negotiate and get, I take my hat off to him. I mean, you know, whether or not, whether or not it's worth it, only time will tell that. Will tell, right. uh, when it comes to Cam, I think he deserves a chance to come back from surgery and to earn or to basically lose his job. I know the cap is coming. Maybe you can meet with Cam. He's seasoned, and, you know, he's not as durable as he used to be. So maybe you want to restructure the final year of his mm, contract yeah. as well as maybe put a year or two to give him an incentive on there to be able to sign. You might be able to work that out with Cam, and he can. this can be his proven year. If right. it doesn't work, you got one year. What do you got to lose? Give him the chance. Because this was a franchise before Cam was drafted that had been to one Super Bowl. Since he's been drafted, they've been to another one. So you, you gotta you gotta be able to say, you know, let's let's at least the man that has put us back on the map. Let's give him a chance to basically lose his job. Yeah. And if he comes hey, back Pastor. and he's a good Cam, hey. let him let him let him play. Hey, Pastor, when it comes to Cam, I think a lot of people forget about them: Jimmy Clausen, Benny Testaverde. <laughs> um, Whoever Matt Moore days that we had before we drafted Karen, him. Terry Collins. Terry Collins. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, say keep you can keep the list going on and on. Like when Jake DeLome is the best quarterback in your history, that's saying a lot about the <laughs> franchise. So let's let, exactly. let, 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 let that young man another chance. Yeah, but I, 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 I agree with you, Pastor. I agree with you, Pastor, that, I mean, I think Cam should still, you know, kind of humble himself and, and restructure uh, so he won't hit the cap so hard and maybe get a couple of linemen in there to, to help him that year. And then let this be, you know, the year that you show that you are back, you are healthy, you can play, even if you don't play with the Carolina Panthers the rest of your career, but you he still need to get on the field and show somebody, show even show other teams that he's, you know, he's himself or he is, you know, some remnants of himself uh to where that that he can kind of audition for other other teams so if he was willing to re- restructure his contract absolutely bring him back but 
if not, I I would be willing to let him go. You know, to to because we got the new coach and we got you know all that. But I, I think you should give he, he should uh, be be open minded enough to say, hey, look, you ain't got to pay me the whole twenty mil. How about you give me ten mil and then you know some incentive no? to. To, okay, to add. I'm gonna stop you right there. How about no? How about Cam Newton even unhealthy? If you just paid this coach ten million a year and you got other guys on this roster that's not care Cam Newton was not the problem with the Carolina Panthers. Now granted he could definitely work on his accuracy and get and, and hit a lot more open wide receivers, sure. but Nah, man, you can't ask me to take that pay cut because as far as quarterbacks go, that's about to get $35, 40000000 million, and I'm only hitting you for $20. You gotta, um, that's as low as I can go right there as, as, if I'm Cam. Yeah, but I mean, it's not doing him any good if they if they pay him and they can't put people in you know in the position that you know they that he can be what successful. I'm is he's not the overpaid person on the team, so you need to find somebody else to get rid of that's hitting the cap. Uh, pretty heavy that ain't for holding their weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't do that. I mean, hey, we shall see. I get they may consider doing that because, like you said, he's only there for one more year. So at what right. point Cam can decide he's through with the Panthers after this? Sure. But um, I don't know. I don't. If I was Cam and they came to me and asked, asked me to um, take a pay cut, I need to know what the plan is exactly, specifically who you bringing in and who am I taking this pay cut for y'all to go out and get. Right. I mean, yeah, and that's part of the negotiation. You know what I mean? That'd be, you know, something that Cam can negotiate. Be like, yeah, I'd be willing to take a pay cut, but um, who we who we got? <laughs> what we got but coming? You know you what I mean? Because until they have this free open money, they can't even start making deals. So he would have to take that pay cut on good faith with a team. And we all know the NFL is a business. And like Pastor sure. Reverend just said, get your money while you can, man. If the coach can get his, why can't who hasn't proven anything? Why can't the former MVP? Um, you know, so guy that took you to the Super Bowl get his. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, nah, I mean, not, I, I, I think, think he can. I think he. I think they can give him ideas of what they want to do or what they're trying to do, and 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 you know, they 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 have to, you know, at least give him some kind of insight on what their what the plan is, at least. You know, and I, you know, I ain't I ain't saying that you know he should he should do it or he don't have to do it. You know, but I would think it's not only in the team's best interest. I mean, but it's in Cam's best interest so he can get on the field and prove that he can play, you know, in game situations, you know, because the teams are probably looking at him like, yeah, you, you, you had two surgeries in a year, you know what I mean, in two years. And, and so, you know, we, we ain't trying to do that, Cam. So I think it's in his best interest to get on the field no matter what. Um, but we need to take a, a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk some Clemson, LSU, um, and, hey, and, and uh, yeah. Um, I want to also drop in a quick point on that coaching thing when we okay. get a minute. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We, we got we got a minute. Okay. Real quickly, um, I know we were talking about the Carolina Panthers. I just want to go on another route. I, I think, first of all, you hired a guy that, that was in college, never coached any pros, yeah. and you overlook all these black assistants that are looking for jobs, mm-hmm. and you don't give them an opportunity. You know, you got, uh, you got Judd, who's never coached who never was an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, nothing yep. in the NFL. Talk, he gets the job for the Giants. For the Giants. Talking and then you look sir. at and then you look at then you look at um you look at this cat. He didn't do none of that. So here's Benemy, Eric Benemy, who's who's supposed to be a lead candidate. He's working with Andy Reid. Now you know if Benemy was a white coach, he would he would at least get an interview. Yep. You know, you hey, got seventy percent of the Rooney seventy percent of the league. Yeah. 
70 percent of the league is black and you got three head coaches like yeah. three three black head coaches you understand what i'm saying yeah and so that too has to be you know you we go all the way back to the colin kaepernick to now the league is very unfair i won't say it's racist i mean I, and it probably is but i won't say it and i will <laughs> okay so the, so so the league is racist and we don't realize you know, the power that we had. Here's two incidents within the last five or six years of discriminating towards black people. One, all he did was make a stand, but you let other people rape, kill, and all that stuff and let them back in the league. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, it's obvious that we're not going to hire any black coaches or give them the opportunity to coach these teams that are owned by billionaire plantation owners. Yeah. But I've always said this. If every black player in the league, just one Sunday, they all go to the game, they warm up, when the whistle blows, they don't come out for the 1 o'clock game. They don't come out for the 4 o'clock game. I guarantee you the ties will turn, and it will be the greatest statement ever made. Ever made. I'm ever telling made. you, they're, they're, but, they, but they all have to do it. They can't be five here, two here. They all have to say, we ain't going out on the field until this stuff is balanced out in this league. I guarantee you the next year they'll make all kinds of requirements because the league doesn't want to make lose money. Absolutely. I uh, appreciate that, um, Big Les. And uh, I want to shout out my man Stephen A. Smith. I know a lot of people don't really like Stephen A. Smith, but uh, he did uh, mention this same you know situation um, on his show, uh, First Take, and um, on ESPN. And so he was he was really up in arms about it as well as they should be, man, because the you know it's it's not right. You know, and, and when it's when it's wrong, it's wrong. As much as we love the NFL and we love to watch football, uh, when it's wrong, it's wrong. And I and I hope I hope the the players will, at some point, uh, take a stand on this because they they have the power to do so. I mean, a lot of them already have money, so they you know you miss one or two games or three games or however many games it's going to take to get this uh, situation rectified, then you do that. But We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe Big Les, maybe you need to organize them and get them together and, and t- you know, well, I, I send out email, start tweeting some stuff. Well, I tell you one thing. Put the, you know, a few of these players, you know, they say, well, you know, I got to put food in their mouth and all that stuff. Yeah. But see, it's, it's only only way it's going to be a sec- if If one or two do it, they're going to get rid of them, ban them. It's not going to mean anything. But right. if all of them do it, yeah, they have the power because they lose money for that day, and yeah. it doesn't have to be because you know we don't. I don't want to take no money out their pocket, but if they all sit it to the side and don't play and have one or two guys speak and be like, "Look, we all at a stand. We're going to play next week, but we want you to know here's our terms and things that we don't like." And if they're not addressed over the summer, you know, during the off season, we're going to do something else about it. We ain't got to tell you what it is. It may not be nothing, but at least you put that on the owner's mind and be like, "Oh." We better do some. We better start hiring at least one or two blacks or something. Right, and and if but, they you know, and if they people. don't and if they don't, Big Les, I mean, if they need to be more transparent about. Okay, we didn't we didn't hire um, Eric Bieniemy because of this, or we didn't hire right. you know uh, Perry Fuel because of this. Um, we thought this guy had these credentials and was able to do this, well, and he said. He was still he, he's still active in the playoffs. He can't even be interviewed yet. So them teams that are out of I'm not defending it. Right. But I'm just saying like uh, if you're still active in the playoffs, you can't even be interviewed. Understood. So like that's how I wait for Josh McDaniel to get um 
to get, you know, and the Patriots wide receiver coach for them to get eliminated and to bring them up. And in the case of the enemy, he's still actually actively coaching. No defense, but right. he can't interview yet. Well, I thought and they could. I thought they another, could request permission. I thought they were, could re- request permission to. I, I thought they could too, but mm. I, I will say this: well, when I, I when I was co- good, good, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the, the the news have it that the offensive coordinator from the Vikings is accepting the job from the Browns. Yeah. So they were they they had asked permission to meet with him to interview him, so they didn't have to wait till the end of the season. But now since they've lost. I think news news reports are starting to pick it up. So I yeah. saw that uh, last night. No, I thought I thought the enemy had an interview with someone as well. I thought he had already interviewed with someone, but um, and I could and, be wrong. And another thing, real quick, when I when I used to go to the Final Four when I was coaching at Clinton, I used to you know they I, that was our conference meeting, and I would talk to the, a lot of the black coaches. And and even though they do hire black coaches at some of these schools, but you look at some of these big schools like. Um, maybe like North Carolina, you know, those big schools like that. Yeah. A lot of those assistant coaches, they know for a fact that a lot of them are not going to get jobs. And they know that, that, that their position is really to be the guy to bring that can relate to the black people on the team. So when Leroy has a, has a problem and can't deal with it, they go send Coach, coach Jackson over to, to the dorm and go talk it out to make sure that young man stays at whatever university he's at. Right. So this is not just in the NFL. This is probably all not for the majority of all the sports. And I just think it's time that you know we're we're more than just athletes. We are intelligent. We can think. We got black quarterbacks that are probably one of them. We're going to have probably have a black quarterback in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, and even that, even they are treated unfairly to a certain extent. You know, sure. so. You know, they talk about the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but hardly ever mention more Warren Moon. Come on, yeah, man. Absolutely. Can't do Let's that. think about this logically. Let's think about this logically. The two sports that has restrictions for incoming into the league is the NFL and the NBA. NBA one year removed out of college, NFL three years. So with those two sports, they are the two sports that has um, – that has those restrictions, limit, but they yeah. also are the two sports that have the most African American players at any given time mm. on the quarter on the field. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's no restriction right in baseball. Mm-mm. There's no restriction in soccer. There's no restriction in NASCAR. There's no restriction in golf. And all of those sports have everything that they want and can get max money if they want it. Mm-hmm. However. Mm-hmm. The two sports that are driven by African-American individuals don't have the coaches, don't have the money, and have restrictions in order to try to get in the league. Got a limit. I just find yeah. that a whole lot of irony. That's something, that's something to think about as we go to break, man. We're coming back. We're going to talk more about this. We're going to talk more. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the national championship game coming up tomorrow with Clemson and LSU. I'm going to find out who the guys are picking uh, when we come back. Uh, keep it locked right here. Off Topic Sports, Big Wheel Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is James J.T. Thompson from Big Woo Radio. Hats off to you, Couture. Everything is made, not manufactured. Your one-stop shop for handmade hats and more. How to get in touch with them? www.etsy.com slash shop slash hats off to you, Couture. Officially endorsed by Big Woo Radio. 
Yo, what's up, family? This is Corey Big Woo Woods from Big Woo Radio here to talk to you about Gray Sheep Digital. That's right, Gray Sheep Digital. G R E Y Sheep Digital. Great Sheep Digital is a digital marketing agency that helps your business attract attention in a very noisy world. They specialize in website optimization, social media growth, marketing videos, and brand awareness. So if your business is having problems with the website, the way it looks, sometimes we don't get that professional look like we want, or if you're having trouble being seen on social media, give my man Marcus Woodard, the owner and digital strategist, a call at 704-626-1599. Again, that number is 704-626-1599. You can also hit them up on Facebook and Instagram at Gray Sheep Digital. That's G-R-E-Y Sheep Digital. You'll be glad you did. And make sure you tell them Big Woo sent you to get the friends and family discount. Greetings to all of my poetry and book enthusiasts. I have some news for you. Nima Shining Star L of Nima Girl Productions and Alicia Melton Hurdle of Sunshine Black Rose Publications present A Withered Rose Still Blooms, poetry book by Nima Shining Star L. My girl, Nima Shining Star L, has just dropped a new and incredible book of poems dealing with the pain of domestic violence, power of self-love, courage, survival, and faith. Nima poetically and triumphantly shows those experiencing the horrors of domestic abuse that you can and will survive. She touches deep inside your soul to remind you that you are valuable. You are stronger than you think. You are loved and you are a child of God and you will make it through all this pain and uncertainty. Nima says all this and more with such grace, elegance, and fortitude. A withered rose still blooms. That's right. A withered rose still blooms is a powerful and beautiful survival guide and plan of action for anyone, woman, man, or child dealing with violence inside their relationships. So if you know anyone or if yourself might be dealing with domestic violence, here's the domestic violence hotline. 1-866-723-3014. That number again, 1-866-723-3014. Call right now. Call today. What up, people? This is Mr. Darkhouse, CEO and manager at New Soul Music Record Label with a special public service announcement for all up-and-coming artists in the Rock Hill, Charlotte area and around the world. New Soul Music now offers artist management, production, marketing, and promotion for all up-and-coming artists. If you are in need of a management team, look no further than New Soul Music Record Label to help position you for success in your music careers. You can hit us up today for your free consultation at 803 705618 or email us at newsoulmusic14 at gmail.com. Once again, that number is 803-470-5618 or email us at newsoulmusic14 at gmail.com. Let's build your future in music. Listen to Big Woo Radio. I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Radio. This is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina 
and surrounding areas. Serving worldwide at BigWooRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to the program, 704-489-3316. That's the number to get in if you want to hit on any of these topics that we're talking about, uh, from the Panthers, uh, the playoffs, what have you. We're about to talk about some college football. Um, uh, if you just now joined the program, you can always go back and listen uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, to Off Topic Sports on iHeartRadio or uh what was uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify? I keep forgetting all these all these places. But wherever you want to listen to, but we thank everybody that's listening live though. Uh, BigWooRadio.com. Everybody's downloaded the Big Wool Radio app, the free app in your Google Play Store, and all of the people that listen to us on their podcast app on their iPhone. We appreciate that as well. So. Um, we got uh, Pastor Fight on the line with us. Of course, Adonis Donnie Martin, Big Les, JT's here. Um, so thank you all for joining us, man. I appreciate you guys for getting in and hanging out with us. So um, let me bring my man JT. JT, you, you, you uh, on the line here? JT, you still with us? Anyway. I'm here. Okay. All right, so um, JT, Clemson, LSU, um, two heavy hitters. I don't know why Clemson is ranked number three. I hadn't figured that out. I don't even know why they dropped out of the top five or the top four in the first place in the regular season, but they did. So they're sitting at number three. I think they're underranked. We'll see. But um, what are your thoughts on uh, Clemson LSU, bro? And I'm going to tell you, man, I've been looking at this matchup all week, and you got two 14-0 teams. Uh, two two great teams, and I think will will turn out to be one of the best national championships that we've had in some time. Uh, great to get some fresh blood in there with LSU getting in there. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you the difference in the national championship game will be uh, barrels for LSU, and that offense is prolific. And if they get on top, of, uh, if Clemson's cornerbacks and secondary doesn't get on uh, those wide receivers we're going to see the same thing that happened two weeks ago. Mm. So I'm going to go on record here and say this. I am picking LSU 20 points over Clemson tomorrow oh, wow. night in the national championship. Wow. Wow. That's, that's huge. Uh, big Les, let me bring big Les in. I know you, you kind of down right now uh, because your Ohio state Buckeyes didn't make it in there, but they, they, uh, they gave a really good effort to get there. But um, what do you what what are you thinking about the LSU Clemson? I don't know. I think LSU beat beat your Buckeyes, right? Uh, no, we didn't play the Buckeyes this year. You know, we don't play no tough teams on the schedule, man. You know. Oh, you oh, know, oh just, I, we, I thought they played in the playoffs. Nah, yeah, nah, we nah, we didn't. Nah, we, nah, we played uh, Clemson. That's right. Which you know, a call a call here or there could change that whole game around. But that was mm. a fumble. But needless to say, I digress, <laughs> and as I keep moving on, um. Well, I told y'all long weeks weeks before the the playoffs began who I had to win the national championship. Remember? Anybody remember who I said was going to win? Mm. Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, hold on. I Catch me if I said this. I said I'm rooting for Ohio State, but I pick LSU to mm. win it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Mm. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank you. So yeah, I, I, I look, man. I'm a fan, but I'm no idiot, you know. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. LSU, man, top to bottom, man. You know, I, I, I think they're, I think they're going to win. I, I think it, it may be tough 
starting out, but I think they're going to win convincingly. I don't know if it's going to be 20 points, but it's going to be. I just don't see nobody beating them. And I in Clemson, they really haven't played anybody this year. Mm. You know, so, you know, and yeah. so I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they've really played anybody this year, and so, man, LSU done played everybody, and they yeah. and beat them. Yeah, beat Alabama, beat Auburn, beat Georgia, yes. beat Oklahoma. Yes. You know, like, bro, like, yeah, man, that that's what it boils down to for me. I the homer in me, because I ain't necessarily a homer because of South Carolina, but a SEC, a, a, you know, I'm tired of the SEC. So you know, as an ACC <laughs> man, my ACC fan. I guess that's why I'm rooting for Clemson. But in all actuality, I feel like LSU is just too tough, man. I want Clemson to win. But if I had to put some money on this game, it's definitely going on LSU. I think they're just too good. I think they've just been through too much this season, beat too many top programs already. They've seen it all, powerful defenses, you know, high-powered offenses, you know, powerful passing attack games, and they've survived it all. So, you know what I mean? Um, and and on, on the other hand, you know, Clemson having close games with the Tar Heels and, you know, playing teams like UNC Charlotte and all of that. You're not, you haven't been playing big boy football getting ready for this game this week. And, you know, even with Ohio State, I'm, you know, I ain't trying to bash your team, but Ohio State is another one, like you alluded to, that benefits from having a fairly easy schedule. So they're 13-0 and ain't the same as an LSU or an Alabama 13-0 coming out of that each year. So I'm not saying that win wasn't impressive last week for Clemson over Ohio State, but it's like, yeah, if you would have beat Georgia or if you would have beat somebody, I, I would have been like, oh, okay. But, yeah, so um, the, the my heart won't go over Clemson, but my head saying pick LSU all day. Mm. Donnie, you, you lucky I'm who I am because, man, you said that about Ohio <laughs> State, man. That could be dangerous. You lucky, you lucky I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sports guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying <laughs> you ain't going to keep talking about my team, man. Because you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, Clemson just didn't play nobody, including my boys. My boys, Miami Hurricanes, are supposed to be a foe in the ACC. But we just – it's a cupcake walkthrough for Clemson, you know, year after year because nobody has stepped up. Every now and then right. they may get a good team in conference. But, nah, you know, they, they just got a cakewalk year after year. Yeah. Pastor right. Fight. Right. Pastor Fight, what, what are you thinking on the Clemson LSU? Hold on, my friends. Everybody's <laughs> jumping on the LSU bandwagon. There we go. There we go. They got the best schedule. They played a lot of good teams. I'll give you that. However, mm. they said the same thing about Clemson, and they played against almighty Ohio State. Now, I watched the game, and I will say it came down to two plays. It came down to the play. That was uh, real controversial. I don't know if that was a hit that the uh, what was it the cornerback. Man, y'all, y'all, out y'all, of y'all know that that boy fumbled that ball. Yo, you know yeah. that was a fumble. That hit got him ejected. And I think him. that was a pivotal, pivotal play of the game. So I did say before that game, the Ohio State Clemson game, that whoever won that game, I felt like they were the best two teams. In college football, I felt like Clemson was playing in the league amongst boys. They were they were the varsity, and they were playing a bunch of JV teams. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't diminish the fact that they're still a varsity team, even though they hadn't played any other varsity team. They yeah. played a varsity team and beat them to get this far. So y'all excuse my daughter; she all right. 
<laughs> but uh, but I would dare say you all are right. LSU does have the better team, in my opinion. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> like people are thinking it is. Well, I'm going to have to be the lone wolf. I'm going to have to be the lone wolf on this one right here. I'm going with Clemson, and I'm going to tell you why. Clemson, this Clemson team right here, don't know how to lose. They don't know how to lose. I don't care who you put in front of them. I don't care who you put in front of them. You can put the Alabama team that they, they were supposed to lose to in the national championship. Whoever you put in front of them, you know, yeah, they might not be playing the quality of the team that the LSU play, but whoever you put in front of them, they going to beat them. And LSU coming in. And then on top of that, you got the experience factor. LSU ain't been here. This is their first time here. I mean, in a while, this particular team with this this particular quarterback, they 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 don't have the experience. They're not ready. Like Kevin, Kevin Hart, he wasn't ready. They wasn't ready. So maybe next year, maybe next year for 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 LSU. But this team right here, this quarterback for for Clemson, he don't know how to lose. He don't know what that's about. They don't know. They don't know nothing about that. So they go out. They're gonna give it mm-hmm. all they got. Uh, their coach. They're well coached. Go ahead. You gonna learn today. <laughs> Kevin Hart also said another crazy quote. You gonna learn today. It ain't hard to learn how to lose when you're playing Little Sisters of the Blind Catholic Central. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, but but when you get to the national championship, you need one game. You need you need to put it yeah. all on the line yeah. for one game. And that's what they did against Alabama, and that's what they're gonna do against LSU. They go, they coming in as the underdog, which I don't. I think they should be ranked number one, regardless, or at least number two. I give LSU number one because they played a tougher uh, competition. But you, you, you're the national champions. I, the Clemson has been disrespected all year. You're the national champs. I don't care who you play, what, what's going on. You stay at number one until somebody beats you. But. With that being said, I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a close game, and I, I really believe I that that Clemson is going to win by a score of a forty-four, forty-one, um, going away on a field goal. No defense, uh, no, ain't be no defense. Ain't be no defense. No D. 4441. <laughs> uh but uh JT, you got an over and under for us. I know you had something special that you wanted to share with us today. JT. JT be sleep. Yeah, fell asleep. <laughs> uh I don't know where yet. Where you go, JT? Well, we only got like six minutes left in the show. So I know he wanted to uh, talk about the uh, uh, the Titans and and why the New England Patriots are still relevant in the playoffs at and they out yeah, in the first round. I wanted to know that. What was that all about? Yeah, because he was and like, if anything, I would say it has to tie into the just speculation to their coaching tree because Mike Vrabel, fresh off of that um, Bill Belichick coaching tree. And like I said, he bit a little few uh, plays or uh, tricks out of Bill Belichick's book last week when he beat Belichick. And then he learned that lesson of do what it takes, man. We're not out here to do it. We're going to win this game. 
And if they're going to go for 88 yards and run for 200, then that's what I'm going to do. But keep, keep Lamar Jackson off the field, play the time possession game, and at the same time, pound them boys with Derrick Henry. And he came up with a great game plan. And that's what Belichick is going to do in playing the opponent in front of you and coming up with a game plan specifically for them. Because who knows, next week in Kansas City, they may come out throwing the ball. I wouldn't. I would run Derrick Henry until I got down 21 points, and then I had to throw it. But, right. you know, who knows? So we'll see how good of a coach Vrabel is next week against Kansas City because that's definitely going to be a good one. Two different – because it's a clash of styles, and I can't wait to see who styles um, wins that matchup. Yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be a good one, man. I uh, I was trying to look to see what the the score. Oh, fifty one thirty one final, uh, with the yeah, Chiefs and uh, the Texans. That's crazy, man. I mean, to be down, <laughs> to be down twenty one points 20, in the 30, first twenty four, twenty four to nothing. <laughs> yeah, twenty four nothing. Twenty four nothing uh, in the first quarter, uh, and you come back and win by twenty. That says a lot about your offense and the weapons that you have on that team. That's just like run and shoot. Uh, they running and shooting. The whole thing, the whole thing turns for Kansas. I'm sorry for the for Houston when they tried when it was 24 seven and they tried to fake uh, punt. They should have uh, went on and yeah. punted it. That was yeah. the whole change of the game. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why you would do that. It's just a, a bad, bad idea, if, man. If I mean, you're gonna go for it, just line up and go for it, or if not, punt the daggone ball. But that fake punt was a stupid play call right there, yeah. and that cost you. Yep, yep. Uh, so the uh, Packers are now uh, uh, they're up on the Seahawks. That game is is going on right now. For those of you that uh, are listening to us and not watching the game or doing both, I don't know. Maybe taking a bathroom break or something. I don't know. But uh, the Packers are up seven nothing. And the Seahawks have the ball. Um, so who who you guys got? Uh, Packers, Seahawks. Start with you, Big Les, before we get out of here. Okay, start with you, Donnie. <laughs> who you got? Packers, Packers or the? Uh... Well, being as though, being as though Packers oh. is down, they already got a seven zero lead, and they're at home. Um, still going with Seattle. <laughs> it's like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is three and two at home during the playoffs. You know they used to have the ultimate home field advantage during the playoffs at um, Lambeau yeah. Stadium, but that ain't the case no more. It is twenty two degrees out there, yeah. and it's going to get colder. So that's rough. That that's um, Aaron Rodgers in them type weather. But Russell Wilson, man, uh, no matter who's the cast, whether it's the Legion of Boom or this current cat group of guys he got, like man, Russell Wilson knows how to win, and. Yeah. Oh man, I, I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and put my money on Seattle on this one, though. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna I was, go, on, the, I was go, on the mute. Go, go ahead, Big Les. Yeah, I was on the mute. Sorry about that. Yeah, yes, I mean, I, I like to see Seattle win it, but you know, playing Green Bay at home, it, it, I, that may be difficult. But I really ain't. I really not sold on Green Bay. I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm just not sold on. So I'm going with Seattle. It is thirteen and three year ever. <laughs> I know. They had the most quiet thirteen and three year ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pastor Fight, who you got in this in this game going on right now? I got the Packers only because they're at home and like score mentioned, twenty two degrees. Yeah, and Seattle is playing played in a more useful temperature, but you can't count on Russell. Yeah, has proven to be able to do it, but I still think at the end when it come down, if it's a close game, 
the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is the man. Yeah, and the and the Seahawks have not. uh, They are one in nine at Lambeau Field. They haven't won in uh, there since 1999. So, but it's a different era, different time, and um, you know Russell Wilson. He makes he makes things happen. So I'm going with the Seahawks on this just because I don't like Green Bay. Basically, Uh, I I have no other reason other than that. And then you go, you got you got another black quarterback going to 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 try to win a Super Bowl, man. So uh, you got uh, Russell Wilson, you got Patrick Mahomes. I love to see both of them meet up in the Super Bowl. That's that's what I want. I want the Kansas City Chiefs. I want the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Um, just because you got the two brothers at the quarterback, so you, you guarantee one of them will win. Um, uh, JT, you, you you got the uh, over. Uh, you you had the um, thing for us that you wanted to do. Well, yeah, man. Um, first, I wanted to say I'm rooting for the Seahawks because I think they, uh, between the two teams, they're the only team that can beat uh, San Francisco. I don't have any faith in Green Bay beating San Francisco in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, mm. And because that would be the third time that Seattle and San Francisco would have class, I think Seattle got their number. So I'm definitely rooting for them. Yeah. Um, and as far as the Super Bowl, you know, I'm going early, one week early. I'm going to say it's going to be the Seahawks and the Titans in the Super Bowl. Book it. Seahawks and the Titans. Let's get it then. So what did you have with the um, New England? With the, um, with, yeah. the thing, with the commentary, man, I wanted to say, the, pre- the Patriots are still present in these playoffs because um, the coach from uh, the Titans is a product of, of that system Yeah, as far as playing for Belichick. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, it's still alive and well. He can still lay claim to as far as, as the Titans go, that's still a product of somebody that he coached and somebody that was in that system. And so, of course, he knew how to beat how to beat Belichick because he played in the system. Mm-hmm. He knew how to beat Tom Brady because he played. He was in practice with Tom Brady. So my thing is, as, as successful as they are moving forward, Belichick can still lay claim to it because he has something to do with the success of this young man. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he stuck to his game plan and believes in that game plan, and we've seen that, that game plan work, that is how you slow down Kansas City. And that's how I think they slowed him down um, in that game next week. They just run the ball with Henry. And if he gets 25 touches or more, the Titans win that ball game hands down. Yeah, and I think the Titans knew what they were doing from the beginning of the season that they wasn't going to use Henry that much early on in the season, which is, which was, I guess, I'm, I'm just speculating. I'm not in a you know Titans camp or anything like that, but um, the fact that he wasn't really doing much the beginning of the season, he just came on strong at the end of the season. Um, I think they were kind of like you know laying and waiting. And, and and waiting to to release him around this time of the year to 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 get the the you know the the max out of him when it when it really counts. So uh, kudos to the Tennessee Titans, man. Uh, they they did work and they still doing work. So and thanks to y'all, man, for for hanging out, Pastor Fight. Appreciate you coming through. You know you're welcome anytime. Hey, I do want to say this, man. Appreciate y'all check in to uh, uh, AO Radio Shy dot com um no nonsense radio show i'm on there every morning at three o'clock talking about life social subjects and all kind of other stuff so okay tune cool. in if you can no nonsense radio there you go that's that's cool that's what's up appreciate that all hey, right well, yeah jt well he's on the radio with uh the guest that we had on on friday with uh brianna murray yeah uh, yeah 
Uh, L Eli. Yep, yep, yep. Ellis, rather. Yep, that's that's cool. That's real cool. So y'all tune into that. And what's the what's the site? What's the website again, um, Pastor? It's a o radio p h i dot com. That's letter A as an Apple O as an opportunity. Radio C like Chicago H Houston I. Dot com. Dot com. AORadio CHI dot com. Got it. All right, so check out Pastor Fight, man. We appreciate y'all. All right, fellas. Uh anybody want to shout out anybody before we go? Big Les? Y'all hear me? Yep, can hear you now. Okay. All right. Now I know shout out, but um but I I just throw this out, man. I wanna give a shout out to the Rock Hill Rock Hill area, man. Charlotte area man and um shout out to Big Blue Radio. Appreciate that. Donnie, yes, had, any shout yeah, out? Shout out to Big Blue Radio. All you guys on this radio with us. Keep calling in, keep making this a great show. Yep. Yep. There it is, man. So on behalf of my man, James, JT Thompson, Adonis Dottie Martin, JB, Mr. Two Ninety Nine, Nima Shining Stuff, L, the Poet and Goddess, Nayana Renee, Big Less. Lil Bucky That's the fight I'm Big Woo It's Big Woo Radio Peace God bless We out I fall back in order to avoid contamination The game is full of garbage Nothing about it that's motivate I listen to your bars I'm disappointed in y'all Thought y'all was working Can't believe what I walked in on When I came through that door Folks said it at 94 Told my brother Everybody know that man got flow You're listening to, to Big Woo Radio But the razor shall flow Believe it decapitated You debated if you had a different opinion